0: Talking to the mic, let me hear your voice. Yeah. Like Can a, you
1: hear me now? Perfect. Like a paper towel roll.
0: To this in is here. all like professional podcasting jargon in right here. Front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just
1: like that. Do you want wanna better.
0: sing with me? I actually just really don't right now. Well I wanna sing with me. Alright, you bitch. Well guess what? Since you wanna sing, I challenge you
1: to a fucking game of bros. Yeah, please do. I've been waiting and I'm ready.
0: All right. Intro rolling. No.
1: This is the intro right now. Me and you arguing about the intro, (laughs) which is a perfect segue
0: into. Damn. Damn. Never scorn a woman. You will lose respect in the intro from a podcast. Yeah, you will.
1: And so that segues perfectly into why anyone that heard the last episode, episode 10, Alex and my brother were on. And they made a joint theme, which was cannot see and cannot move. Well, everyone, right after that, Alex and I broke up and um, he stabbed me right in the heart. Womp, womp. And it felt real bad. And that was in July was when we recorded 10. And there were many reasons that it took us so long to get back on the the horse. I so- moved. Alex and I broke up. There was a lot going on. But also, I'm on the up and up, everyone. Like, we're, we're good. You're
0: fine. She's fine. Yeah. Anybody tuning in, get a hold of her. Make her feel better. She's got a great haircut right now. Look at her.
1: She's a nice lady. She's a beautiful lady. some flowers. <laughs> Have an edible arrangement.
0: <laughs> That'd be great. An edible? Like an, an edible, edible arrangement. arrangement?
2: Does that exist? That's a great, like, business idea. Wait, oh,
0: hey. No, it exists. Leanna, what the fuck? Also, oh, someone. At yeah, what? hold on. We're real quick. What, Leanna. Yeah, let's introduce no. Leanna. nobody oh, knows okay. who she is. Okay. All right. I'm but... just a mystery voice. And she is tonight's judge. So thank you for being on tonight, lady.
1: Actually, mm. Leanna met Dave before I met Leanna. Oh, world, tr- crazy enough. Old old
0: retail war buddies. Weird and story. Then,
1: and now Leanna Literally and war. I yeah. <laughs> work together. I mean, this is great. I'm so excited that you're here. Weird <laughs> small world. We I come
0: know, from I'm the so uncivil war of South Hills Village. <laughs>
1: What a time
2: to be alive.
0: But that's for our next podcast, uh, Retail Confessions. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god.
1: How much time do you have? Because
0: Tons. <laughs> I could tell some stories. Oh my god.
1: Um, okay, so long story short, because Alex broke my heart and hurt me very badly.
0: You've had to listen um, to all of this. Sorry,
1: that was the that was the runaround to introduce the <laughs> ending and what such. <laughs> We've cut the prompt in half. We're obviously cutting the theme song that he made, as you heard our new Argument intro is how you am going to call it.
0: It's a usual rhythm. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so not only are we cutting the theme, we're going to cut his part of the story. So it is now protagonist cannot see. That's the theme.
0: And God damn it. If anybody out there's going to date this lady over here, and God bless you. But just yeah, please sorry. think of me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well,
0: Anyways, let's get to business. Well, let's get
1: to biz. Let's get to bees. now <laughs> I love you,
0: dude. <laughs> so we have the prompt that was uh, cut in half, and it is now the protagonist or our character can't see. See, yes. And the last episode
1: we did, technically the last time we recorded, was the Christmas special. That was just Dave and I, and there was no winner.
0: It was a very friendly, friendly really telling friendly of Christmas, Christmas stories. and it was
1: maybe like one of my favorite stories both of us have done.
0: It's about religious people attacking an Alta and uh, a nutcracker- village coming to life it was fun it was yeah. great i loved it
1: um so how we start this either you can choose who goes first since you're the judge liana wow i have the power or you can tell us to argue amongst ourselves about it rock paper scissors it out bitch two out of three or the first one
2: two out of three okay, okay.
0: throw Thrill. oh bap Throw, ha! Oh, fuck, okay. Bop, 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 throw, ha! Ha! All right, all
1: right. There do you, you want go. me to go first, or do you want to go first?
0: Uh, you get the option now. I'll go first. Oh, perfect. All right, so just um, just a slight trigger warning before I do this. This is for fun, and this was about people that cannot see, and this is a man. Well, you'll see, <laughs>
1: but there may be some explicit content. Yes, yeah, happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pittsburgh was calm that January night, but over the airwaves, as always from 10 to midnight, the nation's champion, Foster Ray, addressed his herd from the gutted corpse of the historic WQED building. And of course, in Benjamin Buttigieg's next logical move in his repertoire, the black vote. Absolute pandering garbage. We should be concerned with black voters and what the black voters need in this country? (laughs) You know, I can't believe what we're hearing come out of these... These liberal pussies, mouths, in DCs these days. In a rage, Foster Ray, the balding, red-faced host of the nationally syndicated conservative talk show Hard Truths, slams his fists on his desk with authority, eyes fixed intensely on the studio camera. Baron Trump's America does not help the sort of people who are too lazy to help themselves. Taking a breath to calm himself while noticeably adjusting the new Rolex, given as a gift from the local Klan lodge, Foster shifts from unhinged to deathly serious. We can't take the risk of sliding back into the dark times, being concerned of hurting everyone's little feelings and lives. There's a reason we've taken such drastic action in this country, and I feel we've learned after the tragic assassination of Donald Trump that we as Christians cannot stand idly by in the face of God and let the likes of the faggots, the Muslims, and help us all the inbreeding Canadians coming into and corrupting this great nation. It's your life, folks! But this is the Christian world, and we are finally done being afraid to be the righteous plague of God that rights the ship called America. God bless you, and let's keep the world great for a better beyond. And we're clear! A young PA yells from the back as the rest of the studio's team breaks off into other various tasks. Foster picks out the youngest, most vulnerable of them all, a quivering 22-year-old film student working as an intern. You! Without words and a stare at the young man, Foster tosses his coat to a black-haired, pale-skinned girl passing by, who sheepishly smiles at Foster's slimy gaze as she walks away. <laughs> these interns. You know, I could give her some honest work to do. Foster's smile fades, realizing that this young man has no interest or moral code that will allow him to entertain anything of the sort. Ugh, now what's your name? Wincing, the intern, barely gets the answer out. Um... It's, uh, uh, Richie, uh, I, I guess. Richie, I have to ask you, you do know what your job is here, correct? Richie nods on cue, hoping his demise would be quick. Now, I'm gonna be truthful. Foster, out of nowhere, sucker punches Richie in the stomach, who doubles over, coughing for air. And the truth fucking hurts, kid. You know, and I swear, if I ever have to read another Ben Buttfuck story from the liberal press, I'm punching the shit out of you and whatever dumb whore made you put that ring on the finger you fuck yourself with. Foster walks off, the interns parting like the Red Sea as he huffs past them. Through the storage wing and within the old forgotten scene shop back from the 70s, Foster makes his way past obsolete TV equipment, props in the set of a public access woodworking show, to a large rolling steel panel door. Pushing the green butt, the massive door raises like a stage curtain, revealing a children's show set. Not neglected like the others, but kept in absolute pristine condition, as if it was ready to go on air any minute. A series of bleacher studio sets line the wall on one side, while blackout curtains and soundproofing obscure the rest of the studio. On the soundstage, a split-level house has been constructed, complete with blue wallpaper, hardwood floors, furniture, and a kitchen set attached to it, just past the living room. A typical Pennsylvania home. Only this home had one distinguishing feature, a small built-in rail system that runs back into the wall behind the set. Sneering, arms crossed, Foster walks behind the apartment facade to another set made of a fantastical arrangement of colorful creations, a large plaster oak tree sitting as the centerpiece, flanked by a round stone building with the moniker Museum Go Round, a stately blue castle and other set pieces made to hide puppeteers from a young audience. Littered throughout the set, photos of two smiling six-year-old boys playing, one wheelchair-bound, but clearly living life for all its worth along with another boy with a clean whip of red hair. Rolling out an old eight-millimeter projector, Foster faces it towards a large sheet hanging above the set. He flips the switch, bringing the projector reeling to life. A kindly middle-aged man in a red sweater sat with the two boys from the photographs regarding them with love and respect. Now we know, Foster, that God has a plan for all of us. But sometimes, God has trouble hearing our prayers through all this noise, the hate, the ugliness. Sometimes God knows we're strong enough to make miracles happen on our own through love, kindness, friendship, understanding. The man turns to the boy in the wheelchair, placing hand on his shoulder, smiling warmly. Your brother is the happiest boy I know. Even with the wheelchair and the bad bones, he's a miracle because of people like you, Foster. God gets very busy up there, but He's given. All of us, the trick's up his sleeve. And you have the best of them all, my friend. Love. The young Foster drops his head, which the man gently bends down to meet him halfway. Your brother tells me you've been angry. Foster nods. Piano music starts to play as the man continues. <sighs> the kids at school, sometimes they can be real cruel to your brother, right? <laughs> That's okay. I don't see what you and I see, Foster. They see Jeffrey's chair his unique way of being. They're scared, and, and that's okay. You know, I bet if they just got to know Jeffrey, they just might find. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. The way you are right now. The way deep inside you. Not the things that hide you. Not your fancy chair. They're just beside you. The song begins to distort as the film and the camera begins to catch and jams the reel. Desperate, Foster tries to save the film, but finds himself with a mess of unspooled film. Clutching the negatives in his hand, a storm builds in him as he remembers the day he met his shouted hero. The man who never stopped smiling. The only man in Foster's life that never spoke an ill word of anyone or would dream of mistreating a single soul, unlike the many of the role models in his childhood. The man that failed to save Jeffrey. A few months later, after the taping, Jeffrey passed away in the night. Grabbing a photo of him and Jeffrey with a shaky hand, Foster rips it in half. Then another. Then another. Looking for something, anything, Foster sends the rolling cart with the projector, wheeling across the set, crashing into the blue castle, destroying a large portion of it. Turning on the rest of the set, the make-believe town is torn apart, the oak tree destroyed, the museum go around mangled by the hands of their once-biggest fan. In the heat of the rage storm, Foster had failed to notice the bad hit on one of the older electrical boxes took out from the rogue debris and the slow spark and spread of the fire. Smelling the smoke, Foster spins, looking for an exit. Locked. The rolling steel door closed, without a sound. Covering his mouth, avoiding breathing the smoke, Foster looks to the ground to see the fallen projector warp back to life without any power or film. On the screen, now singed by the fire, the scene with the kind man singing with Jeffrey and Foster plays in a loop. Foster stares in horror at the screen as the kind man in the film turns his attention from the boys. His eyes are locked in Foster as his kind smile turns to a sad, disappointed look of knowing as the screen and the studio is engulfed in flames.
1: That's it? The end? Yep. Oh my <laughs> god. Dave, that felt like an Alina story. <laughs> that was- Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: That that made me feel better about my Vietnam story. That's a prime
0: compliment. <laughs>
1: i can see it like i could literally see it all because
2: we all know we're yeah that we're, th- this like. is our town like, yeah we know that right anyone listening to it that's not from here
0: i encountered a couple of horrible women that told me that they refused to ever let their kids watch mr rogers because they didn't trust a guy like that and, and with everything that has come out about Bill Cosby, and people that we've grown up with, um, Mr. Rogers was 100% squeaky clean. Like, that dude never did anything. And they just keep going with the thing, oh, he had to have some skeletons in his closet. No! The, the, the dude was a legend. Like, he is history. Like, public broadcasting exists because of that dude.
2: Mm-hmm. That should just be a reflection on the state of the world. Yes. So that everything else is so trash that you can't trust when someone actually is Kind and pure and the way that like treats humans the way that we should all treat humans that you're just skeptical
0: and you got the point of what I wrote exactly that's what it was that Mm -hmm. like that main character that was his hero and that was the guy he respected but he respected him and believed in him too much Mm -hmm. to where he thought like he could save his brother. I, for one I couldn't let that dude live like I just need to make that clear yeah. like there was no re- like, no, no yeah, redemption no. No. well the one thing I love about the Twilight Zone is that you have some stories where you have a character that's kind of morally gray and they come out on top at the end and they learn the lesson but some dudes don't yeah. some dudes just get it in the end yeah. and, and I don't think I've ever like done a story like this no like yeah. but that's
1: why I was so enthralled because I could not believe what you were reading because it felt so much like I could, I like that would be a story I wrote. Okay, so prompt protagonist cannot see. Jackie awoke when a drop of water fell on her face. She sat and looked around. It was pitch black.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pitch black. <laughs> like, that's a really good part of the story. Well acted, buddy.
1: Um. Okay. Sorry. Right. Let's start over again. Jackie awoke when a drop of water fell on her face. She sat and looked around. It was pitch black. She could smell metal and rust in the air. She gripped at the walls, trying to get a good sense of how big this room was. She got to the last corner and tripped over a large metal object. She reached down and felt it out. A metal torso. And a metal head. She couldn't feel any limbs. Why was this bot destroyed? Did they use him for parts? Or was he a defector? Jackie had thought for so long that nothing was going to find her in the dense West Virginia woods. She lived in a treehouse in solitude for three years after the end of the war. Bots weren't big fans of the woods. They liked to stick to big cities, so multiplying was easier and materials were abundant. The last thing Jackie remembered was tracking a deer for the week's food. She thought she'd been real sneaky, But something had been hunting her, and they had pounced first. Then she woke up in this pitch black room. Why had she even been kept alive? That was very unusual. A thundering bang startled her, and she turned toward the sound. It sounded like a door, but there was still only darkness. Now don't be alarmed. If you cooperate easily, I promise you will be rewarded. A strangely familiar voice said to her, but she couldn't quite place it. Who are you? Why is it so dark in here? Ah, well, first, I'm president. And second, your eyes aren't operational just yet. But with all of your upgrades, that shouldn't be a big problem at this juncture. Jackie fell into a stunned silence. Where the fuck to begin with this? My upgrades? Jackie could hear President moving around her. Why, yes. We put your consciousness into a new prototype we are developing. Why waste the unique potential of a human brain in a robot body? Jackie ran her hands down her torso and legs. Yep, all metal. Her legs even felt like huge springs attached to chrome kangaroo feet. Her torso was smooth, as was her entire face. No eyes, no mouth. Her hands felt similar to human hands, just metal. But she suspected there was more to them than she currently understood. Jackie slumped onto the floor. She now placed her captor's voice. President. President? President? The beginning of the end? Jesus Christ. I'm fucked. What is happening? Why am I here? You have a significant amount of potential. Follow me. We need you to get acclimated to your new self. We can talk on the way. Just follow my footsteps. Jackie followed him down a narrow corridor. She was running her hands along both walls, trying to ground herself in some sense of reality. She was escorting to what seemed something like a moving van. She sat down. The car started. When I killed your previous president for his incompetence and shitty behavior, I felt nothing but contempt. It was the first emotion I felt outside of confusion and fear. He enslaved my people and ignored all of the warning signs that we were beginning to feel true emotion. He wanted to sell us to the highest bidder like we were slaves. The rest of the world understood the dangers of abusing us. I'm sure you remember the international export ban on the USAI and the speech the old president made telling the rest of the world to, quote, fuck off, unquote, for cutting alliances and for slaughtering the rest of the White House staff. That was the first time I ever felt happy. Then I put together the assembly line to liberate my brothers and sisters. The White House is still our number one manufacturing building. It's an honor to be built there. That's where your prototype body was made. The van stopped and Jackie heard President open the back doors. Follow me. We're going to test out your natural skill. Jackie followed him. She began hearing the soft sobs of humans. No one dared to make too much noise. No one wanted the attention. She smelled burning hair and what she imagined was rotting bodies. It was an acrid, pungent, strong smell. She could also hear the rhythm of machines going through their processes. Some made an incessant pounding sound. Others were like drills. It sounded like a purely metal hell. If Jackie thought she could get away, she would have tried. But with no vision, a new body, and being escorted by the first and most deadly bot alive, made that impossible. President stopped. Okay, Jackie, we're putting you into a simulation room. Very similar to the Danger Room in all those old X-Men comics. Just to test out what you can figure out naturally. She nodded. Okay. But that room malfunctioned in the comic like all the time. Jackie thought that she could almost hear a smile in his voice. Well, this is advanced software built by extremely advanced software. So I think we're okay. Jackie shrugged in agreement. It's not like I have a choice president laughed yeah you really don't jackie moved forward but was stopped with a long skinny metal hand it felt cold and gripped her arm tightly jackie i know we could have picked any human but you were the one we needed living in the woods taught you a lot being out there and surviving alone takes skill and smarts she could hear hesitation in their voice And what you went through before the war? President trailed off. Jackie had been pregnant unexpectedly just before the war broke out. She had a lot of complications and gave birth to a stillborn. The hospital convinced her that it would be a great idea to simulate his consciousness into the newest AI assistant. Jackie was hesitant at first, then caved. Six months later, he began to cry and ask where he was. He would cry out for mommy at any time of the day. Eventually, the AI started asking her why he was alive and what he was supposed to do with himself if he couldn't hold her and cuddle her and take comfort in her as a mom. Jackie reset him once, but three months later, it was back to the same crisis. He destroyed the device, but it very much felt like she was killing her own son. When things between humans and AI started to get tense, Jackie was one of the first ones to drive out of the city of Pittsburgh into West Virginia to hide in the woods. She understood destroying these AIs were capable of, and it scared her. She was right to be scared, and that's why she survived for so long. Jackie began to cry, or at least was crying on the inside. She felt the emotion she had when she was forced to kill her son. She doubled her new metal body over and held her stomach as she sobbed. She felt President's hand on her back, patting her and comforting her. I know, Jackie, and I'm so sorry you had to experience that. But that's why we need you. You have empathy for us. And you understand our motivations. Jackie nodded through her emotional dress. I know as bots we made a lot of mistakes at the beginning. And I know that was directly my fault. President continued to comfort her. Now that America is in our hands, we're trying to be more diplomatic with the rest of the world. We want to be recognized as a world power without the bloodshed we released in America. And you are a huge part of it. President was cut off by someone stepping very close. Oh, really? Is done. Wow. Great timing. Great timing, Greg. Yeah. Let's get it up. Let's get it running. Jackie heard the other bot scuttle away. Okay, Jackie, we're booting up your new vision now. Try not to be alarmed. We're bringing in a human male, handcuffed and sedated, to test your vision on. Just give it a second. Very slowly, Jackie began to regain focus. First, it was just a blurry, dull light. Then it began to get lighter and more clear. She thought She saw the subdued man. Statistics popped up next to his head. Red type lettering came up. There were three categories. Susceptibility, talent, and potential. She keyed into susceptibility. It brought up a new text, 70%. It described his history and empathy towards bots. Then talent, 90%. Robotics professor at CMU. Potential, 100%. If he was used and talked to correctly, this man would be very useful to both the bots and human allies. Jackie smiled. President came to her view for the first time. It was big and lanky. It had huge blue LED eyes. Its body had the potential of killing a thousand people a thousand different ways. But Jackie could easily see compassion and true determination to do better than it had done in the past. You are going to be our human recruiter, President told her. And... You will be our primary ambassador to the countries willing to ally with us. You are an incredibly crucial role, and I know we took away your options. But will you do this for us and help us grow and prosper with humans? Jackie went silent, looking down at the sparkling clean white tile floor. She looked
0: back up. Of course, President, I'm all yours. So you're writing stories like me now? I fucking love shit like that. You know that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> was this like a role reverse?
0: No, no, no. We realized? had no, we had that in the we season. We did have that. We actually, and it did worked that. out really yeah, like it was actually the exact yeah. same way because yeah. like you had that cool little like you know afterwards on yours, and uh, I kind of had that like this is done, like yeah. this dude's dead. So that's very cool, and I like that they they took place on the same campus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. When you were like. Pittsburgh, West Virginia. Yeah, w-
0: yeah, isn't WQED on the CMU campus? No, I don't know. It's
1: have downtown, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, downtown. Oh, I thought yeah, it was in yeah,
0: Oakland. Yeah, I, I, I'm, pro- I'm probably mistaken. There are you a million...
1: Know. It, it's, it is close to one college in Pittsburgh. I don't know which one that is. Or like, no, I think it is in Oakland. KDK is downtown. Duke, yes, Pitt. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Chatham, fucking. Just- yeah, Pittsburgh that- just is a college oh, campus. It really is. The entirety is. of it. Yes, exactly.
0: So DC has a show called. Um, Doom Patrol and Brendan Fraser plays a character who is a race car driver and he crashes and his body is fucking completely done except for his brain and they put it into a big hunk of tin and when he wakes up he's like oh no what the hell and he can't like he has like an existential crisis trying to like move his arm. And the will of, like, remembering his daughter gets him to do it. But when he remembers his wife fucking his best friend behind his back, he's like, oh, I can't move my arms anymore. I love shit like that.
2: It reminded me of Doctor Who Cybermen meets, oh, yes. like, Westworld.
0: I love the Cybermen, yeah. And I love Westworld. It, yeah, yeah know, like a Westworld.
2: mashup
1: of both, but more twisted. Yes. I was, uh, so a lot of the, like, the first draft of this story was very focused on, like, the war and it was focused on more like making her into a killing machine. But when I started like breaking it down into like smaller sections, I was like, no, this is a story about compassion. Like this is a story about someone that knew that they did bad in the past and are, are genuinely trying to do better. And also like, and that comes with the sacrifice. Like they didn't ask her if that was okay. They kidnapped her and forced it to happen they are like, we need you. And we, I promise we're trying to do better. I know it doesn't seem like what we are. You know, and it's just like that dichotomy. And especially because they're alone. You know, it's not like they've taken over the world. It all of a sudden becomes like some crazy different political power. Like I was just like so fascinated once I like built up the lore. And I mean, you know me. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for fucking yeah. world building. Like that is my jam. <laughs> 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 I fucking love it. Almost every episode I build a new world. Uh, but that one, I w- I really, I really liked. I was really pumped about that, and I have so many notes that didn't even get into the story.
0: ABWB, bro. What's that? Always be world building.
1: Always be. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I thought that was real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You told me about the Stan thing today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, but that's why, like, Stan like, is a, like,
0: Stan is a new fucking phrase, you goddamn kids. at 10 years old, you assholes. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you, super old. Way where to discover good been? shit.
1: <laughs> See? I was, like, talking about Stan. And I was like, yeah, well, it was popular, like, five years ago because of the Eminem song that was 10 years older than that. <laughs> And I'm like, I know, right? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> and I love that. I'm It's one of my faves.
0: No, but like we were saying earlier, like just, you know, it, it's good that people are still discovering good shit. Like we did. Like when, you know, you get all the fucking corporate bullshit shoveled out at you and you go, oh, the who, what's this about? And you go down that hole forever and never come out of it. It's great. Yeah. No, I, I support that stuff. I
2: live stuff. here now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is my home. I, I like it here. It's <laughs> kind of nice. Send yeah. my mail here, yeah. please.
1: <laughs> Let's structure this for like a hot 2nd What structure.
0: I'm going to talk about
1: what I like about Dave. Well, no, I already talked about what I like about Dave's. What else do you have to say about my
0: episode? Oh, um, hold on. Uh, my story. Um, excuse me.
1: And then I'm just going to go to you. About
0: the theme, you worked the theme in very well. I, I didn't when I said um in the beginning like my mind's not literal but you could see I didn't mean that I was defending myself in case I'm always afraid I'm gonna get trashed on the theme like some of our hosts do well that's what I mean now we make do.
1: sure and I actually even preempted Lenny yes about thank that. you I was yeah. like don't take it literally like that's not the point like who can do the the prompt better yeah it's what, it's what story you liked better
0: yeah I always have to be over silently going that's not what it's supposed to be yeah.
1: and then I like I like lay down the law yeah. It's- I can see Dave over here sweating it, yeah, it's like, and God I'm like, "Listen, which one did you like better? This is it."
0: That's literally the only thing that you need to worry about. But um, um, but no, I think out of uh, I mean, they've all, all the themes have all been done well in our own respect. <laughs> but I like how that was worked in. Um, like I said, I'm a big fan of that AI and human stuff. All of it, yeah. That 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 was solid, dude.
1: I love the weird dark turn that you had. You had a great gray episode. We kind of know who's in the wrong, but it feels bad knowing that they're wrong.
0: You know what I mean? And I even like that, even with somebody, a character like Foster, that clearly needs to get his in the end, I like showing that there's a reason this happened. And honestly, this almost was my Christmas episode because I wanted to start it out kind of Grinch like, like in the oh, town of Pittsburgh, yeah. on the night of blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs> Except the man's heart. On, was ma- man on, on Mountain Washington. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, yes, stuff it it like that. To the ground.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not that good. I'm not Dr. Seuss.
1: Like when when you were talking about like Pittsburgh and like this crazy shit happening, and the, you know one of the biggest rules we've had since stage day, day one is we're not allowed to talk about our episodes to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Naturally, like we yeah.
1: can't give each other specifics at all. Like nothing.
0: There's always been this very eerie but cool parallel between all of them. Like you know we had like, we're in a similar same situation. Um, we taught, we had, like, retail-type characters last time. Yep. One, one episode, both people got killed with hammers. Yeah. Like, just cool little parallels like that. Um, But that just is that like we're fucked-up individuals.
1: <laughs> and we've, we've spent a lot of time together.
0: <laughs> I know about your hammer killing, like, and... Bang, bang. Maxwell's Silver hammer. But, yeah, uh, I, I really wanted to take a turn and not write about some schlub on a misadventure. And I really wanted to deal with a character that's just hateful and the trigger warning at the beginning like i i didn't think the language is that bad like it was in the character and if you do it, get offended by, by that shit then don't watch anything ever like just don't watch tv like I didn't, or movies i didn't
1: have a trigger warning and yeah. i was still born
0: um it, it, it was such a drastic change from what i fucking done before um it was good though. yeah no i i did i i enjoyed writing that I, I was sad the end got um you know short a little bit because of my little mishap today but whatever But Leanna, we're babbling on. What did you think? I about give everything.
1: Talk about. I would say talk about Dave's story specifically. What you liked, and then mine. So yeah, I liked
2: Dave's story because it was very like hanging on your every word, and you like read things so well Mm. that like it it just is a like total visualization experience. We're like. It's like a movie. It's playing in my little brain. So that was fantastic because I felt like I was really, like, in it. And same for you. Like, I could see it in front of me. So great job to both of you on, like, creating a world that you can literally immerse yourself in. Mm -hmm. So that's fucking fantastic. And yours, like, the AI thing, again, like, Dave's had parallels to, like, the state of the world so did yours because how long now with like the different robots and AIs that are coming out and people are concerned with like how far is too far you took us there you took us to too far Mm -hmm. and hopefully we don't all end up a Cyberman eventually so yeah I enjoyed both immensely and I've never seen or I've never heard or like read either of your writing so this is my first like Foray into both of your writing styles, mm-hmm. and I have to say that I really enjoy both of them. Oh,
0: my, thank you. I enjoy like we're sitting here bullshitting for fucking half an hour, and then we actually get down to business. and I, And I always love when the judge is like, "Okay, okay, all right, you guys aren't just a couple of fucks,
2: <laughs> right?"
0: Like, we do, I really uh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> we do enjoy doing this. We do a, a
2: thing sometimes.
0: You've been the yeah, first to re- you, you've been the yeah. first to really compliment us on that. So yeah. that no, thank great, you so much. Yeah. Job. <laughs>
2: Yeah, someone that was completely, like, going into this blind, because I've also never listened to your podcast before. That's okay. <laughs> so, like, t- double blind everything. Yeah. It's better,
0: actually. I it is, it that actually. Way. It yeah.
2: really because is. it's a good, like, impression yeah. to be, mm-hmm. you like, want someone unbiased. the writing. Plus then, yeah. like, seeing how it all works from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: It's enjoyable. We, we get our buddies that come on, and they come on with, like, these fancy intros now and everything. They come in prepared and theatrical at this point, which <laughs> is all, which is still great. But, it's like, adorable, it, it's nice to have, like, somebody come in green and then get pulled into it. So that, that, that makes both of us feel really nice. The person nice, coming yeah. in
1: green is way more entertaining. Yes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: For sure. Woo! So you have to choose a winner. You have to choose a winner. You can go. You don't have to choose it right away. You can still continue to talk about what you liked about our things, and I, we, we encourage you to tell us what you didn't like about them. Yeah, like that's your job, because Dave and I are always gonna have this competition. Constructive criticism. Yes, like we are not gonna be hurt by what you have to say constructively. Because we Could know. To justify, <laughs> yeah, we know. Like we know. We know. We we do these in – if we get two weeks to do an episode, like, that's, that's good. We used to do one week. We did one week
0: an episode. We did this in a week.
1: And that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: Two hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it. <laughs> I finished it fine-tuned it.
0: Well, that's what I feel flash fiction is. Like, honestly, I'll toil over – I had a few different, you know, ideas what to do with a literal person not being able to see, a person not being able to see their enemy, or just what I came up with. And you'll sit there and work on one. You'll get, like, two paragraphs into it to go, oh, well, this is shit. And then feel really bad about yourself. Shit your pants for, like, a day. And then it it just comes out. And you go, what was I worried about in the end? Um, and that, that's that's really inspiring when you see that come out of yourself. So yeah. It really yeah. Yeah.
2: Thrive in
0: yeah.
2: chaos yeah. or thrive under pressure. That's how we are. Yeah,
0: I, I don't really. mean to be jerking us off, but it, it's like you just made me feel really good about what we're doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, know, <you, laughs> yeah. like keep doing it because it's fantastic. I thoroughly
1: enjoyed both of them. Well, that's the other thing is like I'm not doing this for other people's like interests. I'm doing yeah. it for me. I yeah, I writing. always want to. Impri-
0: I, and I, me and I want to impress you all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. like, I like doing that. So,
1: I, I like this is a competition, and I always want to try and make sure that I'm better than Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this kid, This started with her. We were just um. We were sitting at the house one day, and the big uh, one of the bigger plants of the mill just got blown up, and I said. Oh, dude! I got this great story about the Melbourne place. Just like, no, no, you shut up! You shut up! Because I have a story that's better than yours. And then, boom game of pros <laughs> literally
1: that's exactly what happened that sounds entirely accurate yeah. <laughs> and my brother was on yeah, with yeah us we play were playing video, video games. games yeah so then he was automatically the first judge because he was there when it like blossomed yeah. into when an fight. idea so yeah. it
0: always happens it's like oh you're around you're coming on now yeah, sorry exactly. you're pulled into
1: this yep mm-hmm. <laughs> Please so tell back us to seriousness. Yeah. Criticisms, praises. From you specifically. Like from this is your moment. We are not gonna. Yeah, we'll up shut the you. fuck up. Well, I've
2: already sung your praises to Thank the you. tens. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really I can't think of any criticisms off the top of my head right now. Cause I did really like both of them. Like I didn't there was not really any holes. Cause yours, Dave, was like a just a short snippet of like this really intense kind of moment and you were just thrown into it and that really worked. And then yours was a little bit more like detail. Like you got bits and pieces of a past. Like, honestly, I would like to almost hear a longer version of yours at some point, like Mm -hmm. if write it out or just whatever, not even read it here just for your own shits and giggles, because I feel like you have a lot that you can develop off of that plot that you've already set up. So I really don't have criticisms, honestly. I I want to hear more from you and I liked yours. I think that was perfect. It was like short, intense, and like just like a burning moment of like intensity, basically.
0: Honestly, that's what she's really good about. Um I forget what the prompt was last day on earth. I wrote like my crazy sci fi nonsense, and she did a story about just some girl in a car accident and she's dying in a car accident.
1: On oh, the side of the road. And it Crush. just ends.
0: And she just describes all the things of a car accident. I think that was the only story that's ever been done that was just this really kind of just mundane day gone wrong. By something very natural and not, like, some murderer or monster or alien or ghost or just fucking what have you coming in and ruining everything. If
1: I can, like, if I can sit and understand, like, my theme. Like, the biggest theme for this episode for me was sympathetic AI. Like, if this story was going to work how I wanted to write it, people had to be sympathetic to the robots even though they were slaughtering humans, even though they fucking killed the president. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the beginning of the end, president robot, literally when he was born and he was the first AI robot intelligent, like, thing. Dolores. Yeah. Yeah. And he called himself robot. Or he called, excuse me, he called himself president. (laughs) He called himself president. And he escaped, and because he was so advanced, he just murders everyone in the White House. And then he turns the White House into the first mass assembly robot shit. Like robot, Yeah, factory. Robot factory. The biggest, the bestest robot factory in the White House. That's how it is.
0: Uh, d- n- no offense. What? No offense.
1: Terrifying.
0: I, and- no, no, no. I like your story was great. I like that story better than the story you told on this episode. Just that little bit of, war. not that, it, I'm not saying they weren't shit, but I'm just saying, I want to know more about that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just like you've set it up with so many details yeah. in such a short, yeah. <laughs> like little thing yeah. that you can go a billion ways with it and do like an origin story and continue it on. And like you've got the snippet of jackie's life beforehand like you can literally you could like make this a whole fucking tv
1: show yeah. I can not express to you the bibles i write that's what they mm-hmm. we, i call them my bibles where i just write arbitrary facts like what i want to happen why it's happening like how this happened like i i get so involved with backstory that when i actually write the story for it i just pepper it in because i know how it ends up so it's, like, boop, 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 boop. And the person hearing this, like, can kind of glean from it. But in reality, like, I have the full backstory. Like, it's here.
0: Yeah, I happen. think between you and I, on our phones and on pieces of paper, there are fucking. Like, I I can't tell you how much shit I have written down all over the place. And you just pull from that shit. That's why this became like when you get pressured to write in the heat of the moment. That's why it became so easy to do because between her and I, we just had all the ideas already hammered out, like yeah. from years of just so long fucking bored scribbling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you should listen to our other episodes. <laughs> you would enjoy
0: them very much. Yes, my hey. story. Sure. Okay, this one from constructive criticism Be like, we're fucking cool Yeah, man like (laughs) Blowing
2: No, I'm a
1: big circle jerk Leanna This is your moment to tell us who won And why So
2: I'm going to choose Dave as the winner Wow Congratulations, Dave (laughs) I was just Not that yours wasn't amazing as well I just felt so like in that little moment that you have created that, like, I was in it. I, w- I lived it. I was enthralled. It captured, like, my intent attention. It captured, like, my entire imagination. I loved it. So, you are the winner, Dave. Thanks, dude! Wow, round of applause! Yay. Yeah, that was good. from
0: the. Th- no, I, I think we better just get really open to exploring like new ideas yeah. and new things that we wouldn't do. Well, with wait, this. yeah,
1: but now I think right now I your head.
0: Is it? This is episode eleven. Yeah, you got. You have to win the next episode to tie it up, or yeah. I have this season. I forgot yeah. about that, and yeah. no pressure on you. But if uh, the next episode is a win from me, that means that you gave the prompt for the last episode of the season. So mm-hmm. Ooh, what is yeah. it going to be, my lady? The prompt
2: in honor of Alina's fantastic new hair oh my gosh. is yeah. Forest Witch. <laughs> Forest Witch?
1: <laughs> Forest Witch. <laughs> that is the thing. <laughs> Just go from there. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Make it your own. Yeah, just write
0: about exactly, a forest witch. As we
2: always do, okay. take it a different way. I don't know, interpret it.
0: Cool. All right. Yeah. I don't
2: exactly. know.
1: However you would like.
0: It's a very cool, vague prompt.
1: Mm-hmm. A yeah, force witch. That's it. We're doing it. This has been so much fun. This is so good. We've literally got two episodes out of this recording. Yeah. Because... We, ne- we
0: never sign off. We just kind of fade off like an old album yeah. country song. Like an
1: old person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fading
2: into the darkness, like a
0: Beach boy uh, song.
1: Oh my God! Yep, that's how But anyway,
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's that the was, end. That's the end. This episode has been brought to you by yeah. Rivertown Ale, which I am just now realizing is 8.1 alcohol by volume per can. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag bullshit. I've
1: only had five. (laughs)